We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And welcome back What's to up? another episode of No Other Pod, uh, the, the restart episode of the regular Aww. season, I guess. Yeah. So uh, we'll talk about everything that's happening with Sporting KC in the next week, but I'm Jimmy, along with my good buddy, Dan. Dan, what is happening? Bro, we're, we got No Other Pod, the restart, the, the remix. We're, <laughs> the mixtape. Part three, if you will. We'll yeah. uh, kick this season off third time's surely a charm. Probably not. But <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> but, you know, uh, win, lose, draw, play, don't play. We're, we're, always, uh, we're always there for sporting, aren't we? So We try. We try. Um, yeah, it'll Things be interesting because this is kind of like the third phase of the regular season. The first phase was two games. The second phase was three games. And now maybe we'll be lucky enough to get at least the first six games in that they've uh, announced unless you're you know dallas and nashville are just uh, having fun playing each other so <laughs> yeah and nobody <laughs> else weird... is having fun watching those games <laughs> no it's the worst uh, uh unless you just you know come for the soccer stay for the racists yep, you know <laughs> exactly you know that was great what a great great way to restart the uh, the regular season with uh, racist fans booing and throwing trash at players mm. exercising their right and to protest chanting usa right yeah, that's. I mean, that's what America is now. Good stuff, so, man. Keep it great. Keep yeah. it great. Um, well, we will talk about that a little bit, but I, I want to talk mostly about uh, Sporting KC to start it off. But first, if you have not yet left a five-star rating and review, please do that on Apple Podcasts. I'm Dan's no. laughing at me because I'm, I'm wave. I got chapstick that I just put on, and I'm like waving my chapstick around he like goes, a baton. But first, <laughs> let me put some chapstick on my lips. <laughs> I started, I put it on right before we recorded and for some reason I'm still holding it and waving it around as if it's like my baton. Just um, random stuff. <laughs> hey, it all works, man. But we got real game uh, on Friday. This feels weird. We do. So yeah, leave that five-star rating and review and, uh, and let's, uh, let's jump into uh, this game. We got a game against Minnesota United. Uh, Sans Aikopara. He will not play yeah. in this game again. He's injured. Um, surprise, surprise. That's what he does. If he, he's either awesome or he just doesn't play. <laughs> yeah. So, but you know, Minnesota, um, as Adrian Heath likes to remind people, is perpetually looked at as an underdog, I guess. And mm, I don't know if, if words. <laughs> I, I don't know if I would consider Minnesota an underdog in, in this uh, matchup. Um, one, because it's at it's, Minnesota. 
It's in Minnesota, exactly. And we historically don't do that great in Minnesota. But two, Minnesota went farther than we did in the MLS's back tournament. They beat yeah. us in the MLS's back tournament. Yeah, don't, don't let it fool you. We finished above them in the group, but like, I don't think that's indicative of the kind of team that they are. Um, do I think we would have beat them in the tournament had we not gotten a red card to our goalkeeper? Absolutely. But uh, they're a great team. And it's kind of, it kind of sucks that we have to play them twice in these uh, next six games, but it's also kind of, kind of cool, kind of a redemption story. I think the players are looking at it as a little revenge factor, you know? Yeah. So we kind of bookend this restart with uh, Minnesota United. We play at Minnesota United Friday, August 21st. Then uh, the, the final of the six games that have been announced so far is Sunday, September 13th, Minnesota United. I cannot speak today. <laughs> at home uh, at Children's Mercy Park. Uh, and of course, we have two games this week before our next uh, pod will come out um, Tuesday at home against the Houston Dynamo. We'll talk about that as well. But let's, uh, let's rewind and recap sort of what happened just very briefly for people when we played Minnesota United in the MLS's back tournament. That was our first group game. It was the first game Sporting KC had played in what, like four or five months um, same with Minnesota United, but uh, Kyrie Shelton scored, assisted by Alan Polito in the 43rd minute. Things were looking great. Then Tim Melia, as you mentioned, got the red card in the 74th minute for dogs, though. Uh, he kind of knew it. Kyrie Shelton scored an own goal in stoppage time, 90 plus two. And then Kevin Molino scored the game winner in stoppage time, 90 plus seven. It all fell apart for Sporting KC. So, yeah. Rough stuff. I, I think that would leave a sour taste in my mouth, uh, the way you lose that game. Mm -hmm. and now you get to come back and uh, hopefully enact some uh, revenge on their turf. Yeah. So, you know, I, I haven't seen what? if Minnesota is going to be allowing fans in stands. I was just going to ask you that. I didn't know if they were or not either. Uh, let me try to look that up live as we're doing this right now. Because it's a state thing. It's not a league thing. I mean, it's all up to like their county government and, and state and stuff right yeah so I, i'm guessing uh there okay so there will be no fans in the stands um uh -huh. uh, uh, yep no fans in the stands for at least the first game against sporting casey what are they so, afraid of getting a little virus so we, <laughs> we say <laughs> come on down here we'll give it to you <laughs> <laughs> um so that takes uh, maybe a little bit of the home field advantage away i mean yeah. Obviously, it's still their facility, still their locker rooms, everything, but no Still a great facility, though. I mean, it's a great stadium, I think. So, yeah. Uh, Sporting knows they just they got a job to do. And it feels like forever since we were bounced out of that tournament. And it really wasn't but a few weeks, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's strange because not, it's not often you get like a multi week break in the middle of what is normally the regular season where there's literally no sporting KC soccer. The only time this ever happens really is if it's the world cup. And obviously that's not happening right now. There's the occasional like week, week and a half international break, but you know, there's usually other stuff going on. Uh, this is very unusual. So, but they've been training. Uh, they've obviously played somewhat recently throughout the MLS's back tournament. Uh, do you feel, even though this is on the road in Minnesota and we, we haven't done as well there as we maybe could have in, in years past, do you feel somewhat confident knowing that, okay, well, 
we probably should have won that first game against Minnesota and had Tim not gotten that red card and had there not been a fluke own goal and all this, you know, if this, then that type stuff, we probably would have won. Like, does that give you any sort of confidence at all? Yeah, I think so. Um, but also on the, on the other hand, it's uh, it was the first game for both teams. So like, I try not to, I try to just throw that out. You know what I mean? Similar to the start of regular season play every year. We're just like, eh, let's not get too excited for a couple months, you know? So yes, I got excited. It gives me uh gives me excitement for this game, but also a little weary. Like, I don't, I don't know what these two teams are. I think they're very, uh, very well matched up. Yeah. I mean, and so Minnesota, they, they beat us in the group stage two one. They drew with RSL 0-0 and then drew with Colorado 2-2. They technically drew with the, the Columbus crew uh, in the knockout stage that went to penalties. They won 5-3. Their best game of the tournament was by far when they beat the San Jose Earthquakes 4-1. And that was right after Peter Vermees had just christened San Jose the best team in the league at that point. Uh, right. And then they lost 3-1 to uh, Orlando City. So, I mean, the good news here is save for one game they haven't scored more than one or two goals and in one of their two goal games one of them was a known goal and the other one was after a red card so they're not world beaters on offense which i think we all knew yeah we can we can outscore them it's just mostly a matter of can sporting casey's defense hold up exactly pretty uh you know if, if minnesota had icopara i'd be like oh pretty stout defense but uh i think we can break them down and uh you know, get some, get some goals in. Yeah. And, and if you remember, um, Minnesota's keeper is, is Tyler Miller. And he was the one who did the weird thing with Kyrie Shelton where like he was at the near post and then ran away and then tried to come back and Kyrie finished it pretty well. Tried to fake him out. And it's like, goalkeepers don't do that. They yeah. He, try to he, do that. he was good with LAFC. He's hasn't been absolute trash for Minnesota, except for really that play, but he's also not, the greatest keeper so far this year. So there's goals to be had here. Uh, Polito in good form. So I think there's a possibility here. I mean, is there, do you think that, you know, going into this game, Sporting Casey's leading the Western Conference by a point they're ahead of Minnesota. Uh, I mean, that's got to give them confidence, right? You think they're going to kind of get back into their regular season form? I think barring any kind of ridiculous cards or, uh, you know, emotions in this game. I think, I think Sporting hops right back to it. And knowing that you can go four points above Minnesota here is a a big incentive, you know? Yeah. And I think that, you know, Alan Polito still has, people are taking notice of how good he is. He was called the most complete striker in MLS throughout the MLS's back tournament by some analysts and whatnot. And I know people can have you know, reasonable disagreements. I would say most complete striker doesn't necessarily mean like best striker, you know, because people are like, what about Joseph Martinez? But, you know, I think he's starting to get maybe a little bit of notoriety, but I think there's also still sort of that, that, you know, drive to, to, on his part to live up to that $9 million price tag. So hopefully he's been able to develop or continue to develop his chemistry. Um, Gotti Kinda obviously was, was getting off to a pretty good start. I'm most interested to see what Peter Vermees continues to do, like in terms of wingers, because really there's been like three wingers that have sort of rotated the starting jobs between Jerso, Johnny, and Kyrie. Uh, 
I like Gerso coming off the bench. I think we've talked about that before, but who knows? Yeah, and our wingers are all over the place, right? I mean, it doesn't uh, – not to mention our center backs. We don't know what's going on with our center backs either. So, yeah, uh, it's – it's arguably the most rotation Peter's had in a long time. And it's kind of accidental rotation, you know? Yeah. Uh, but with this, with this chunk of games coming, you know, we spoke about it before that, that I think rotation is going to have to happen. So we, we will see a lot of different combinations, I think, um, depending on fitness, you know, if a uh, Kyrie has a tweaked hamstring one game or something, you know, needs a week to recover, you know, so. Be, mm-hmm. Yeah. Be I, I mean, you're absolutely right. Rotation is going to be huge because we go Friday, Tuesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday. I mean, That's those awesome. are, we're getting a lot of sporting KC soccer here in the next few weeks, but it's going to be, um, we're not going to see the same 11 game after game after game. It's just not possible. No, I can't imagine. Um, I didn't, if there was one player on the field that you think you could see game after game in the starting 11, is it Polito as a striker? I mean, does he work like too hard to where he needs a break or, or is it someone like, uh, I don't know. You can't imagine Graham Zeus. He could go game after game, right? Yeah. I mean, he's Amelia. Put Amelia I mean, in. Amelia's in there. I think obviously um, sure. he's, he's the one that's the easiest. Um, I mean, really Polito, I think probably will be in there probably more consistently than, than many other people. I mean, even, um, Luis Martins. Um, maybe so, ha- maybe so. We have Amadou Dia that can come off the bench, but I, I don't really see Dia like really taking a, a starting spot, although it, it might happen once. But yeah, I think it's probably Polito. Um, you know, Hurtado's good, but I don't, I, it's, he's just not the same type of player. Right. Um, the only other option would be to move Shelton in there at striker if you needed to and have Johnny and Gerso on the wing, which is possible, but I don't think Peter wants to do that. Sure. So, I don't know. That midfield, man, that's, that's my biggest worry. The midfield is going to be yeah. tough. It's going to be all over the place. We're, we might see a little uh, – some Busio in there, some Juan Cousin, uh, Felipe Hernandez, you know. Mm-hmm. it's uh, Absolutely. It could be a little different, so. Yeah. I mean, Hell, I fully – Put Tyler Freeman in there for, uh, <laughs> for, for Polito, huh? I, I fully expect that the midfield this first game is going to be the – um, Gaddy Keen to Roger Ilié midfield we've, we've come to to get used to uh, depending on how the game goes that might even be what we see again on, on Tuesday against the Dynamo but then you start getting into that real heavy schedule back to back to back games and you know a matter of just days and I think it's by the Saturday game against uh, Colorado that's where we'll start to see maybe a Buzio or uh, Felipe Hernandez or Juan Cousin step in there so we'll see sure. and of course the transfer window's open. We could see them bring in somebody. I, I've, I've heard z- zero rumors about Sporting KC transfers so far, so I don't know what's going on. But Probably nothing, man, because it's just a weird year in general. I mean, do you, really need to, do you really need to fix your lineup or let people go or sign people when you haven't seen how your team can play? <laughs> yeah, I just would love a little bit more midfield depth. Um, yeah, for sure. I could see them maybe making a trade within MLS like if there's some team that's got sort of like a a decent six or an eight that you know is just redundant on their roster that maybe Peter's like hey we'll we'll send you you know $150,000 in allocation money or something like that uh, bring in some depth but like I said Minnesota what's uh what's Ozzy Alonzo up to huh (laughs) man I would take I know he's older but I would take Ozzy um yeah 
he'd really add some structure and some seniority in the midfield. Uh, hate playing against him, right. but what, you know, just like when Brad Davis came to Sporting, I was like, don't like you, but come score some goals if you want. If if Ozzy and Roger were in the same midfield on the same team, other other teams would actually get murdered on the field. That'd be bad. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Roger probably put his hands on him at some point. I'm we'll sure there'll have to be some sort of apology or whatever, because yeah. Roger. Roger goes to fisticuffs. Sometimes. Roger punched right. Brad Davis, and they ended up being teammates. So he did. There was no VAR back in the day. <laughs> Roger's like, oh, the good old days yeah. <laughs> when I but... could be a dick. <laughs> um, so do you feel like we can get a result in Minnesota? Yeah, I mean, I think, dude, I think a victory could come out of this. I mean, it's the first game back from a little bit of a layoff, so yeah, it's not just a week off from international break or anything. It's been a few weeks, so. Yeah, I think we can get a result. I'll be happy with the draw just because that keeps us above Minnesota. Obviously, I'm, I'm hoping for a win, but, you know, we just get a draw. We stay, you know, ahead of Minnesota in the standings. It's on the road in a place that's traditionally a little harder to play. Regroup, come back to Sporting, uh, Children's Mercy Park, almost called it Sporting Park. Um, it is what it is. <laughs> At least you didn't say Livestrong Park. Yeah. Cheaters! <laughs> um come back on tuesday to face the houston dynamo i mean that's that's a win for me you would so. think so yeah you would think so the uh dynamo shit we only beat them four nothing back in march but back in march of uh 2017 it feels like <laughs> <laughs> and and they've had a little bit of change on their roster i mean they they just shipped away tommy mack although he wasn't a huge piece Didn't um, they really? they, yeah where'd he go new england oh um, wow a little downgrade for him huh <laughs> and they uh they just brought in uh Ari Lassiter. He used to be with uh LA Galaxy. He was uh um in Mexico, I believe, for a little bit. He's a striker who he you know, I don't know that he's gonna be starting or anything by the time Tuesday comes around, but he gives them a little bit more of a depth signing in the offense. So um I don't know, but I I feel pretty good about being able to beat Houston at home. I'm not overly worried about that game i don't know about you no not really um it feels fine um like i said last time we played them we smoked them so yeah i mean i think we all know really every anytime you play houston at this point like the person you're worried about is albert elise just because he's by far their best player he's fast he's got that yeah. speed but um you have you heard of this show on apple tv called ted lasso oh yeah okay so it started I watched from the... a little uh like online sketch yeah a little sketch thing uh yeah. which i never saw but the show is fantastic and houston reminds me of this team that they're prepping for in ted lasso and they're just they're, uh jason sudeikis is like coach uh got anything to add on the for this next game and he just goes they got a lot of speed down the wings <laughs> and he's like all right anything else he's like just the speed yeah. and I, i'm like oh that's the houston dynamo yeah 100 yeah yeah no uh, he, that's that, i mean that that's that's really what their strength is. And, and then yeah. it's it sort of, you rely on those uh, fullbacks to, to make sure that you can, you know, properly play defense. And, and that's when, you know, sometimes sporting would get in trouble if, if the, you know, the left back or, or right back, whichever side Albert was playing on, he can kind of switch sides. If they push up a little bit too far, then they could get beat on the counter. Uh, yeah. But, you know, we'll see. I, I feel, I think we're coming out of Minnesota and Houston with at least four points somehow. I think that we get at least four out of six. It's possible we take six out of six. It's also possible we take zero out of six because it's MLS and who knows what happens. But yeah. I, I feel pretty good about saying we're getting four out of the next six points. 
So we shall that. see. Um, definitely helps that Ike's not playing. He's only played, I guess, in like two of the possible four meetings between Minnesota and SKC, which I think is kind of interesting. It is. It is. It's almost like he doesn't want to, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, all time, I'm looking at the all time record right now. We have not won in Minnesota since they came into um, the right, the right. ML, into, into MLS. There's been uh, we, a couple draws. There's been some draws. Well, let's see. Um, away, we've had two draws and one, two, three losses. But they never um, beat us at our place. So there's that too. Home, we have one win, two wins, three wins, four. We're five and oh at home against Minnesota. Yeah, um, yeah they can't get it done here. No. So, it, I mean, really, it's a, uh, it's a tale of, of, uh, of two locations, I guess. But we'll see. It's, uh, it should be interesting. Um, but like we'll, you say, anytime you can get a point on the road is fine. But uh, I really think they could take them all, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, Luis Amaria, he's the one who he's their new Paraguayan striker. Um, you know, he's he's a he's a pretty good goal scorer. He's he's got three goals so far. So, you know, him and Alan Polito, that's definitely a, a, an interesting sort of uh, striker matchup to watch. Uh, but yeah, and then the the other big question for Sporting is is Matt Beasley going to be in the starting lineup? We haven't heard anything that sort of indicates that he will or won't. And we never really heard any reason why he wasn't in the starting lineup other than Peter liked what he saw from Graham Smith and Graham Smith was, was winning. And so he kind of stuck with it. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, Beasler's not losing sleep over it. So it is what it is. I mean, if I were a betting person, I'd say Beasler's in the starting lineup on Friday when we take on Minnesota. I would think so. Especially in a away game in an environment that we don't typically win in, like having Beasler's leadership, probably is a good thing uh if there was a message peter was trying to send to beasler i think that's i would like to think message received by this point yeah he, he missed what three games and uh didn't get to play in the, the the last part of the mls's back tournament so we'll see but hopefully uh hopefully sporting kc can get it done you know if you look at the mls soccer.com power rankings that they released recently uh they have Minnesota United as number five. They were previously number eight. And they have Sporting KC as number nine, previously number seven. So hmm. we've moved out and they've moved up, but we'll see. Okay. But, uh, you know, that's just one person's opinion. Uh, they have Portland Timbers at number two. And, of course, we know that they were the ones who beat Orlando City for the MLS is back trophy, which bummed me out. So who's number one? <laughs> LAFC. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, did they win the MLS's back tournament? They did not. I don't think so. And they have lost striker Adama Diamande recently in the last couple of weeks. They just sort of mutually agreed to, to terminate his contract. He was having um, reportedly some family issues back uh, in his home country of Norway. So he's heading back home. Um, it seemed amicable. He wrote a, a nice note about how much he loves LAFC huh. and he'll always be black and gold and love the fans. And, um, you know, EVP of soccer operations put out a nice statement about him. So this wasn't like a, anything was bad. It, it, it seems like there was just something going on with his family and they let him, they let him go. Seems so, like a good dude, but, yeah. uh, his name, however, sounds like, uh, 
Sounds like a name you would say if you forgot the name. You'd be like, yeah, that guy, uh, I don't have any amenity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he's it's been, a mumbler. It is. He, he's been pretty good. So that's, that's not an insignificant yeah. loss, um, even if he doesn't start. Like, that, that's a guy who can it's come true. off the bench and score some goals. Yeah, so. I mean, uh, maybe maybe Carlos Vela's having family issues too. I don't know. Feels <laughs> like feels like he should be terminated. I don't know. Yeah, so they do have Vela back, but um, <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. So interesting time. Um, before we move on to some of the other uh, news around the league, uh, Sporting KC just announced in partnership with Audi and Bleach Report this pretty cool little interesting hard knocks quote-unquote style documentary about the sporting kc uh, youth academy called the academy pretty cool uh, right yeah they they just announced this uh tuesday it's a five-part bleacher report miniseries after of course mls announced a sort of a content partnership with bleacher report soccer and uh i i mean all we've seen at this point is the trailer but it premieres today, today. wednesday august 19th yeah. uh looks pretty cool it seems, yeah, seems neat. It was just a little 30 second trailer, but I, I kind of read the, the post on it and uh, sounds like something I'd be interested in. I mean, I like hard knocks. I love documentaries in general because as I've gotten older, Jimmy, I find that I like more lame things. I like to watch things about how the sausage is made, yeah. like documentary style stuff. Yeah. It's, it's totally lame, but yeah, I love it. No, it's good. We were, I mean, we were just talking about how we're both Hard Knocks fans. I haven't watched the first couple episodes of the season so far, but I've always been a fan of Hard Knocks, which of course, for those of you who may not know, is the HBO show that goes behind the scenes at an NFL training camp before the season starts. You're, you know, supposed to get a quote unquote inside look at how the operations of an mm-hmm. NFL team works. And yes, the NFL and the team have like content editing privileges, but it, but it's supposed to be a relatively transparent look at how things go. So just watch it for the music, bro. They always release like a Spotify playlist. And I'm yeah. like, every song on here just kills. Yeah. So, you know, this, the, the little description of this show here, the Academy show says, you know, this show places one of the league's most progressive player development systems in the spotlight and underlines the human element of that process in moving fashion. And given the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, the simple fact that it's happening at all is a triumph unto itself. So that's a <laughs> little bit of, sort of a flashy way to describe it but it says that the academy will introduce us to sporting youth players Gage Akalu, Natty Clark, Osvaldo Cisneros, and Jake Davis sketching out their backstories and following their day-to-day routine which became a Zoom-centric existence as coronavirus imposed social distancing and limits on outdoor activities. Sporting manager and technical director Peter Vermees, charismatic academy coach Rumbani Muntali and homegrown midfielder Gianluca Buzio also feature heavily. So should be good. Sounds cool, man. I, I'm, I'm excited for it. I, I'm sure sporting will push that out today at some yeah. point. Yeah. Um, the pandemic canceled the generation Adidas cup that it was going to feature, but sporting provided B-roll and video chats for episode one. So I don't know, this will be just kind of interesting to see how it, how it goes. Um, I'd be curious if Brendan had any involvement in this at all. Maybe not on the production side, but, you know, given how much he works with youth players and all that stuff, it, I'm sure he has some interesting anecdotes to share. So that's possible. Maybe we'll, uh, we'll talk with him at some point about that in the future. Maybe after it's all done. I don't know if this is like a weekly thing or what, but maybe once it's all done, we can talk with him and say, see sort of what he thought about it and, and kind of get the inside look at like, did it leave anything out or like, was this a pretty accurate representation of the youth process? 
Yeah, so, hell yeah. Uh, the, that's the the big sporting news. Uh, you got anything else that you thought of as far as sporting goes before we move on to some other things here? Uh, sporting, I mean, you got nah, not sporting related other than the U.S. Open Cup was canceled, and that's not surprising. Yeah, I, no. I, I forgot all about it. I was like, oh yeah, that thing. <laughs> I, I think we all kind of assumed, but yeah, it just recently was was announced that it was officially canceled. Um, we don't yet know where their CONCACAF Champions League spot will be reallocated to. It says the reallocation of the 2021 Scotiabank CONCACAF Champions League berth awarded to the Open Cup champion will be determined in the future. So we obviously know there's the, the one uh, Champions League spot that's going to Portland already because of winning the MLS's back tournament. Part of me assumed earlier that that was just going to be the Open Cup spot, but it's obviously not. And I'm sure the Open Cup wants to figure out a way to make that spot uh, available to the lower league teams that normally get to play in the U.S. Open Cup as well, even though it's usually an MLS team that wins it. But so no surprise there. So the other like kind of relatively big news that I don't think we've really had a chance to talk about yet because it happened uh, last week after our podcast came out, but this sort of affects Sporting KC in a weird way, indirect way, is uh, St. Louis City SC officially announced their name, their crest, their colors, and all that stuff. So they're obviously going to be probably the closest rival that Sporting KC will have for the rest of MLS. Nobody's getting any closer than St. Louis. But what did you think about their name, their colors, their crest, all that stuff? Uh, my first thought was they even put a post out that said, over 6,000 submissions and ideas for names, but we picked <laughs> this one. And I'm like, oh, dear God, that's, yeah. that's what you picked. Uh, wow, why'd you even have people submit a name? Yeah, you I just was, went that route. I was personally rooting for the Trash Pandas, which was one of their suggestions. There were so many, though. Like, there would have been such good things. Now, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. My boss, I don't know if he's listening or not, but it's fine if he is. I'm not going to talk crap on him. I like him. He's a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> but if uh he's from st louis okay and he's really excited about it he's never really been that into major league soccer but i think he'll probably be into it now and he loved the name he's like i just love how it's you know it's really emphasizing the city because there's such a you know such a bond with the city and i'm like oh well it's only the fourth name with city and its title and he's like oh is it really like <laughs> yeah you know, I, I kind of, I looked it up and I was like, yeah, I mean, there's United, there's FCs, there's United FCs. Uh, it's all over the place, but I just, I love the names that are really original. Like yeah. Col Colorado Rapids, LA Galaxy. I mean, that, that's good stuff. Even Seattle Sporting Sounders. Kansas City in a sense, you know? Yeah. Seattle Sounders, sure. But uh, he, he, he stood behind it and I was like, well, don't think you're too unique, all right? Because you still have New York City FC. You still have... Uh, why am I drawing a blank here? Orlando City. Orlando you know? City, yeah. Uh, you know, there, there's a lot. But what's so here's what's a little confusing to me about the marketing. And then I'm going to get even more deep into the name. All of their marketing puts city in El Cap. St. Louis City. We're city. All about the city. But like, if you know anything about the St. Louis metro area, the St. Louis City is actually a. a like not even half of the actual like greater St. Louis area as far as population goes. There's St. Louis city, but then there's also St. Louis County. And it just, it struck me as weird that they were like so specifically focusing on the city part that like, I'm not from St. Louis. I don't know, but I was like, there's a potential here to sort of, and I saw this in some of the comments, but to sort of like alienate 
some of the St. Louis residents that live in the county, live in some of the surrounding area that still want to adopt fandom of the St. Louis team, but they're so focused on like, no, we're, we're about St. Louis city. So I thought that was kind of weird. But then the second thing, I don't know if you saw this, I'm about to send you a text because I want to get your reaction to this live. If you have not yet seen it, they straight up stole this name and not just the name. They straight up stole the branding from Minneapolis city. Well, it sucks because St. Louis city is SLC, but that's Salt Lake city when I think yeah. about that. So I'm just, I'm like, oh man, you had 6,000 freaking. what is this? Okay, so you sent me this tweet. Holy shit, Minneapolis City Futures, St. Louis City SC. That's yeah. the branding for Minneapolis City, which is like the, the future team of Minneapolis City, which is like their reserve team, their lower league team. And you, you can see their colors and you can see their the way they outline city and everything. It's identical to what St. Louis City did. And then the second one I just sent you, um, shows their color palette of St. Louis city versus Minneapolis city. And it's just like, huh. Minneapolis city has been out with this for a while. Like yeah, they didn't try too hard, did they? With their 6,000 submissions on anything. They just flat out stole this. Huh? And I'm just like, man, this <laughs> Minneapolis city actually put out a, uh, a statements. Um, they said, I understand this is from their co-founder. I understand that sometimes similar ideas do come forward at the same time by sheer luck, converging trends and similar taste. That St. Louis City launched a brand with the exact same color palette, font and type treatment as one of our future teams did just six or so weeks ago may be a true bizarre coincidence, though in my 17 years of creating brands and advertising campaigns, I have never seen so similar a brand launch so close together in the same category it's 2020 though, so who knows? Drama. <laughs> but I just, and then they put hashtag up the thieves. Huh. So we had some, uh, some US soccer go. drama, but I just, I don't know. I thought like. Don't they not play? I mean, don't they not? Why am I even talking like this? They don't play till like 2022, right? 2023. I think oh, Jesus. Got pushed what, what's out. with the announcement so fast then? I mean, like don't gotta, why do you announce so early like you got to get benefactors or, or sell merch i don't know what they're doing but i actually do like the crest um i think it's well, we have it's some decent. listeners who are totally down like they they obviously support sporting because they are in the area but now they're totally on board with st louis because maybe they live more towards st louis you know what i mean yeah no i mean i i think i actually like the colors i like the crest and all that stuff i just think it's kind of funny that they seemingly stole the branding mm -hmm. um which is not great um but they just hired um their first sporting director um he's coming over from fortuna dusseldorf so he, he's he's got a decent european pedigree um i'm not fortuna. gonna i love that got, got me wanting to sing that damn song yeah his Fortuna. his uh his name is lutz Fanestiel. he's oh, very wow. german very german um but i don't know it's uh it'll be interesting uh, to see how they sort of come together what sort of team they're going to be taylor twelman is like all about them obviously because his family's from st louis so but yeah i'm, I'm excited to have a, a a geographic rival that close i don't know about you no but. for sure dude like it, it'll be a quick quick drive you know as soon as things are back to normal and uh a lot of the restaurants are amazing. St. Louis is a great place to, to visit. 
yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be nice to have like a little in-state rivalry there. I mean, even when, um, you know, St. Louis, uh, the USL team would come for US, uh, US Open Cup games. Like that was always kind of fun to have that little in-state rivalry. Yeah, so. and they would bring quite a few people um, mm-hmm. with them. Yeah. Now, they, they, we don't know what the future of that club's going to be yet because this is a different club. They're not moving up, so which kind of sucks because I remember when I was in St. Louis for a work trip a few years ago, I went to a game there. St. Louis was playing Chicago Fire in an Open Cup game, and at their little sports complex where they played their home games, they had all sorts of banners and signs and everything talking about um, – MLS to St. Louis and MLS for the Lou and all that stuff. And I think they were kind of like the fans at that point were kind of thinking like if St. Louis gets awarded an expansion bid, like we're probably going up to MLS and then they got awarded an expansion bid. And then now their team probably won't exist anymore because they weren't moving up to MLS. It's just a whole new team. Yeah. So kind of, a kind, bummer. Of, kind of sad. Yeah. But whereas Minnesota know. moved up, right? Minnesota moved up Sacramento is moving up fc cincinnati Cincinnati moved up orlando city moved up it's not like it's unheard of no it's i think that's the norm of things yeah so i mean seattle portland both moved up when they entered the league that's right um gosh i mean that's crazy to think about because they're like they feel like dominant teams now like mm -hmm. portland and seattle it's uh that's crazy yeah so it'll be interesting um but so now we have branding for Austin FC. We have branding for St. Louis City FC. We have uh, branding for Charlotte FC. The one that we don't know yet is Sacramento. Of course, they're known as Sacramento Republic FC. I love their crest. It's very California. Like if you've seen it, mm. it's got like the grizzly bear and everything. It's like yes. modeled after the California state flag. It's really cool. But if MLS... It has given any indication with previous teams that sort of move up to MLS. They kind of like there to be a little bit of a rebrand. So I have an adoption shirt for pets that kind of ripped off the California flag. It says Kansas city Republic. And there's like a bunch of pets on there. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, I I think the branding's great. Hopefully they won't make them totally redo it, but I just think that they might, because if you look on MLSsoccer.com, you know how at like the top, they have all the different logos for the team. So you can click on them and go to their website they still have just a generic shield that just says SAC, ah. which makes me think they're going to make them change it. But Maybe so. Yeah. Well, it's weird. What even is sports these days anyways? <laughs> I mean, I, everyone's doing all this new stuff, and it's like, you better just relax. Yeah. You don't, you don't even know if you're coming in yeah. in 2023. All right, St. Louis? Yeah, we'll see. Crazy stuff's happening with soccer. I mean, uh, over in Champions League, Man City, gone, thanks to Lyon. Uh, Barcelona getting smacked out of the tournament by your boys, Bayern Munich, eight to two was like the Germany Brazil world cup game from a few years ago. That's crazy, man. That was nuts. Alfonso Davies looks like the best left back in the world right now. That's saying that dude is pretty great. So I don't know. And now of course, since Barcelona has (laughs) sacked their manager, um, they've hired Ronald Koeman former Everton manager as their new manager because uh, that worked out so well. And uh, Messi apparently wants to leave. Hmm. So there's rumors about him potentially coming to MLS. There's uh, the obvious connection to Miami and David Beckham, but that's weird. We'll see. That'd be so weird, man. I mean, yeah. just, just as weird as it was watching Zlatan yeah. uh, in the league, you know, it's just so crazy. Yeah. 
I mean, the betting favorite right now, if you look at the odds, is Man City. That, you know, they'll land Messi. Um, but there's questions about Pep Guardiola's job now because this is, you know, he has not been able to take them deep into the Champions League tournament or win it despite the success they've had in the Premier League. That's true. So we'll see. Uh, but uh, lots of drama going on over there. Uh, but there's also drama going on in MLS here. And, you know, this is the last topic I have, but we kind of alluded to it before. But uh, Reggie Cannon, FC Dallas, and Nashville SC all kneeled uh, before the first uh, game of the of, of the restart during the national anthem. Some FC Dallas fans, the few that were there, because originally they were going to sell 5,000 tickets, and the day of the game they dropped it down to 3,000 tickets, and then I would be surprised if even 1,000 fans were actually there. But of the fans who were there, there was booing, there was trash and bottles thrown on the field. Um, supposedly, whoever threw that was banned for life from the stadium. But Reggie Cannon had some some pretty strong words after the match uh, for the fans. I'm not going to read all of his thoughts. You can go online and see them because he, he had a long statement that was very good. Uh, and then – You know what? He, you know one thing he did say, though? He said we asked them not to yeah. play the anthem. There, there was an understanding between the players and the league, and it got played. So – Yeah, he said we asked them not to game. play the anthem, and they, and they did it anyway. Yeah, um, so second game, they're like, we're just going to stay in the locker room then. Yeah. I mean, if, if this anthem is such a big deal for y'all, we just won't come out. Well, and what's so interesting is, like, they didn't play the anthem before the games in the MLS's back tournament. Correct. 51 games, no anthem played, nobody was upset. And That yeah, was the understanding. Like, that was, that's what everyone right. understood going into it. Right. So and, and why would it yes. change now? Because Dallas needs it? Because there's fans is what they're saying. So, like, so at, at that point, we're admitting, like, okay, well, we're playing the anthem solely for – the fans to feel good about themselves like no, i don't this understand ain't the olympics this isn't the world cup like half the players on these soccer teams aren't even from this country anyways so right. like they don't give a shit about our anthem anyway so no. why, why don't we just relax well and and like i'm i know there's some people who are listening who are, are probably yelling at their phone right now on the podcast because they're like <laughs> you know patriotism if you don't like it you know deal with it this is america if you don't like it you can leave whatever this but is like, america they took their jibs one like just take yourself out of your own perspective for a moment and think about the fact that the guy who wrote the anthem was a racist who wrote a verse in there glorifying the death of slaves and i do not care if we don't sing that verse that is a part of the song that was adapted into the national anthem go look up the third verse of the star spangled banner it talks about slaves dying there's more than three verses, but we only sing the first verse, but I don't care if we don't sing the third verse. We're singing the first verse of a song that ends up talking about slaves being murdered. Not great. And so I understand you are if constantly it's... educating me on like <laughs> ridiculous things. I'm just like, stop, dude, every day is a learning opportunity with Jimmy Mack. <laughs> it's crazy. I'm trying to learn myself. I'm learning a lot of things and I have plenty more to learn, but I just, I'm trying to listen and learn more from people who's expect experiences and perspectives are different than mine and no i have never i grew up in a military household my dad was a colonel in the air force he served for 33 years you could not find someone more american than my dad he sings and stands loudly for the anthem and thinks everybody should serve in the military so it's not like i'm coming (laughs) from a you know socialist liberal family here i i hear it he thinks everybody should He's, he's, I don't know what he thinks now, but I've talked with him before. He thinks everybody should serve sometime in the military. Not, not like by, by force, 
but he oh, thinks okay. everybody should should want to serve in the military. Because nah, um, uh, you did it, so I don't have to. Well, so. <laughs> neither myself nor my two brothers served in the military, so and he hasn't disowned us, thankfully. I hate yeah. bugs, bro. And when you're outdoors, <laughs> there are bugs. Right. So my my point is like, if there are, regardless of what your feelings are on the issue and regardless of what the anthem means to you or your family or, or whatever, like it's these people who live and work in America, either as citizens or permanent residents, from, from, from my view, their feelings on the matter are just as important. And if they're saying, man, singing a song written by somebody who also wrote about how great it is that slaves are dying doesn't feel great to me as a person of color, I think that's worth listening to. Why are we even still talking about this? Like, I, I know why we are now, but it feels like we shouldn't have to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Why is this still a thing? Yeah. So, I mean, the uh, Dan Hunt made a statement from FC Dallas. Uh, originally, FC Dallas put out a statement um, that was not great. It kind of was a little bit of both sides that was talking about, like, you know, we respect our fans and we respect our players and we just want people to be able to have their differences of opinions type things. And, and they kind of got sort of trashed for it. So then Dan Hunt uh, made a statement. He said, we want to be clear. We love and support Reggie Cannon. The racist comments and death threats he has received are repulsive and unacceptable. There is no place in our sport or in our country for that matter for that kind of horrific vitriol Reggie has endured today. Hateful or violent threats are never warranted, especially when they are directed toward a member of our FC Dallas community. We will continue to work together with our players, our coaches, and our fans against racism and the cause of equality for all. So that's better, but you could have come out with that first. <laughs> you know, I think I told you this one time when I worked at a bank in Chicago, uh, there was this super jacked military looking dude that came in who probably money laundered like a mother. I've been watching Ozark lately. So I just assume everyone money launders, <laughs> but the, uh, he came in and he goes, I was like, Hey, how you doing today? And he's like, Hey, do you, uh, do you stand for the anthem? And I just like, was like taking him back. And I, I just go, probably should. Right. And he goes, do you? And I was like, uh, yes, yes, I do. And he's like, all right. And I was just like, Oh my God, if I had said no, Am I getting punched in the face? I can't, I can't take that. Man, it was weird, bro. Well, it's weird because like there are literal kids, teenagers, minors getting beat up by people about being asked to wear a mask at a private business. <laughs> Something stupid like that. So it's just like people are out of their minds. And, and you know what drives me off? And, and we'll move on. I know we've, we've talked a lot about politics. It's fun. Politically tangential We're things lately. Fun. But like... The thing that also drives me so crazy about a lot of this is so many of the people who are most mad, one, violate flag code on the regular. If you want to talk about respecting the flag, that's true. If you want to talk about respecting the flag, the flag's not supposed to be on any clothing items whatsoever. Oh boy. So he's waving Mr. his chapstick against Mr. Or Mrs. Into- America, your swimsuit that is decorated like an American flag that's more disrespectful yeah. than Get kneeling. that flag off your boobies. <laughs> somehow we can kneel in church because it's respectful to kneel before God. But if we kneel during the national anthem, that's not respectful. So that's, that's makes some sense. I never and, like uh, kneeling in church. I would cramp up. <laughs> and two, yeah. Uh, home of the chiefs, all of you out there who are talking about respecting the flag and the national anthem are out there also screaming home of the chiefs off your drunk asses. So don't come at me with disrespecting the flag or the anthem or the military because you can't bring yourself to sing home of the brave because you're too busy doing your racist chants and desecrating the national anthem doing that while you wear your offensive headdresses. So, you know, 
think about the Atlanta Braves fans at the end of when they sing home of the brave, all they got to do is <laughs> all, all they got to do home of the brave. Yep, there you go. <laughs> They're like, much, yeah, it's not disrespectful. Much, much easier to get away with. I never thought of that, but you're right. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just, man, I don't know. And, and most of those people who are also yelling it never actually served in the military themselves. Do you know how many people I've seen who have served in the military who they're like, you know what, whether I agree with them or not, you know why I went into the military is so people like Reggie Cannon can do exactly what he's doing. Because if he can't, then that's not what America is. Yeah. So, and I don't know what America is anymore. I couldn't tell you. Just, I mean, also, here we are. this is an old story, but if you think that kneeling is disrespectful, look up where the kneeling actually came from. Colin Kaepernick actually developed the action of kneeling with a former military member. He was either a Marine or a Navy SEAL. I don't remember which one, but those are two of like the highest military branches in the country. And he was actually the one who said, you know what, originally Kaepernick, you were sitting, let's actually work together. I think kneeling is a more respectful way. And this is why. And he was like, you know what, that makes sense. I'm going to kneel because it's more respectful. So. It's crazy. Anyway. This podcast has gone off the rails <laughs> it again. Has. It does. Well, you know, when we're in a pandemic, this is what you get. It's stressful, right? You kind of get heated and, and it's almost like we need a side podcast to freaking like yell at each other and mm. kind of go back and forth well, with issues and stuff, you know? When you're not allowed to like go socialize or be with people, then, you know, once a week we get on here and it's like podcast slash therapy session. Right. <laughs> so. Exactly. It's, it's, it is therapy. I mean, you're sitting at home with, with your animals. And, and your girlfriend? I mean, what's going to... You can you only do? say... You, you, I can only go on rants to Brittany so many times before she wants to smack me upside the face. I mean, what else are you going to do? Uh, hey, you want to binge watch some community? I mean, it's uh, there's nothing else going on. <laughs> yeah. So it's... Uh, anyway, I'll get off my high horse. Just eh, it's please... It's all good. It's up there. Please be willing to listen and learn to people from different perspectives. And if, it, if it's not yours, you know, just, just try to be open-minded. Listen and so. learn... How dare you? That sounds like way too much. Yeah, that's tough these days. It's much easier to just yell Dude, on Twitter. Look at my hair right now. When I get heated, it like... You got the little like, the Conan it, hair. The Conan, <laughs> little like Kramer from Seinfeld. Yeah. <laughs> it's out oh, of control. Man. It's getting long, people. You got the hair. I got the chapstick I'm waving around. We are out of control. I've been spinning my hair a lot lately. I just need some gum. Because I uh, feel like that would complete the look. It's kind of weird. There you go. So I think that's fine. That's finally what we what we got for uh, for this. I mean, I guess the the way to to tie it in an actual soccer manner is uh, there's a pretty good likelihood that Reggie da- Reggie Cannon is leaving FC Dallas. Um, there was already rumors that he wow. was gonna gonna be uh, transferred to a, a team in Europe. There's interest in Germany. There's interest out of France. There's interest in the Championship. Uh, but I mean, if I Answer me this. If the anthem is played at Children's Mercy Park, what are our fans like? I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd like to, I'm always saying oh, we're better than that. We're better than any other fan base. We're better than that. But I don't really know, man. There's some, odd, there's some people. I think, I mean, people will stand and they'll sing. And what, I mean, that's more, more power to them. That's their right. Nobody's trying to tell them they can't. It, I mean, I think there's some of us who think that, the anthem shouldn't be played and we have our reasons, but if the anthem is going to be played, I'm not going to sit here and tell you, you can't stand or you can't sing or you can't put your hand on your heart or whatever. That's more than fine. I also want you to be okay with other people making the decision or choosing not to do that. 
Um, I think most people will stand and most people will sing. And I think most people would be respectful of players choosing not to do so. I do think there would be some idiots who would boo. And I think there would be, I don't know that anybody would throw anything. And I'd, but I'd like to think. You don't? You don't remember that one game? <laughs> well, I remember the people who were throwing things about something that happened in game and Peter had to go yell at some fools. Um, yeah, that's a bad deal. I'd like to think sporting fans wouldn't throw things at our own players, but. Stranger I, things have happened, man. When the booze yeah. is flowing, who knows what, who does what? I'd also like to think that it would sort of like be self-regulated. Like if somebody started booing that like some of the fans around there, even if they themselves don't agree, would be level-headed enough to be like, hey, knock it off. Like you're being more disrespectful by booing during right. the anthem than you are letting them sit there and silently kneel. True, true. Um, Self-regulation. Hell yeah, absolutely. Knock it off or I'll punch you right in the jaw. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. But it'll be interesting. Um, but yeah, Reggie Cannon, there's a, a non-zero chance. And, and I, I would imagine now if he's like, I could go play in, in Europe, like let's say some like Bundesliga team wants to, to buy my contract and I can go play where Pulisic played and McKinney and Tyler Adams and Gio Reyna and all that, all the other Americans are over there doing great. Or I could sit Unless here. Unless you're be... Tyler Adams today, getting <laughs> your ass kicked. Yeah. But, uh, or I could stay in Dallas and get my, get booed by my own racist fans. Like what's what's the better choice there? Rough deal, man. So, Texas is a rough place. Yeah. So anyway, I think uh, Reggie Cannon, his time in Dallas might be limited, but we'll see. So that's Works all I got me, this week. Because uh, he's a good player, and we got to play against him. So see you later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's all I got for this week. You got anything else for our good listeners? I got nothing else, man. If you're, if you're, this is your first time listening to us or you have yet to leave a review for us, go to Apple Podcasts. Hit us with those five stars. Leave a little, leave a little comment. You know, we're doing good. We're on the up and up. We've, we've one of the few podcasts that keep it coming on a weekly basis in these crazy times. When the apocalypse is here, so are we. Yep. We, uh, we, we're going to bring you content no matter what. You might not like it every week if we go on rants, but yeah. I think, well, you know, we, we, we try to mix it up a bit. And, uh, you know, when there's soccer to be played, we'll talk about that soccer. And 90-plus percent of our podcast will be focused in on the soccer. So absolutely, um, thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you tell your family and friends, rate and review, like Dan said. Uh, follow us on Twitter, at NoOtherPod, at Dan Kuzer, at JCMac03. Like us on Facebook facebook.com slash no other pod send us an email no other pod at gmail.com uh, and make sure yeah you uh check us out next week when we're back after hopefully two sporting kc victories so until next time he's dan i'm jimmy we'll catch y'all later see ya two victory Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. 
Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.